Here's Dan Schulman, President and Chief Executive Officer at PayPal, on the discussion Prioritizing Small Business in Economic Recovery, sponsored by PayPal. This idea of how can we help our small business customers really rethink their entire strategy for how do they continue going forward when the world has shifted more and more towards digital is something that we're, I think, uniquely able to go and do. Listen to the entire discussion on WTOP.com. Search PayPal. Politics, power, and the people. From Washington, D.C., this is The Week on the Hill. Instagram is addictive. That's the view that has been repeated again and again and again by people who are expert. Senator, respectfully, I don't believe the research suggests that our products are addictive. An exchange between Instagram CEO Adam Mosseri and the chair of the Senate Commerce Committee, Richard Blumenthal, as Congress continues trying to put pressure on social media companies to be more responsive to their concerns and those of parents. Some of the big tech companies have said, trust us. That seems to be what Instagram is saying in your testimony. But self-policing depends on trust. The trust is gone. I'm WTOP's Mitchell Miller, and the head of Instagram largely went to the playbook that's often been used by Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube executives when they appear at congressional hearings. They all pledge to work with lawmakers on taking steps to protect kids or keep inflammatory disinformation off of their sites. But they often hedge when it comes to specifics and committing to adhering to new regulations. So what's the future hold on holding them accountable? I spoke with Virginia Senator Mark Warner, who's been pushing for years to get Congress to take action. Do you think enough pressure is being brought to bear? And what would you like to see so that we get beyond general pledges from the heads of these companies when they appear before Congress? Mitchell, great question. First of all, I think it is totally irresponsible of us in Congress to not step up and put some guardrails in place. The idea that we're going to rely on the goodwill of these CEOs to sometimes make changes in their business models where they're making literally billions of dollars and they're going to somehow change on their own doesn't make any sense to me. And I get frustrated at times because some of these companies, I know, for example, Facebook advertises that they be happy to do data portability, or they'd be happy to make some changes in Section 230, which would deal with content moderation. I think we need to hold them to their commitments. And it's not just Facebook, it's Twitter, it's it's, uh, obviously Instagram, which is part of Facebook, it's it's YouTube, it's Google. A lot of these companies, we need to hold them to it. And I've been disappointed that there's not been a focus, not on the Committee of Jurisdiction, but that they've not moved a bill out of committee. I hope uh, they're getting closer to it. I've been frankly disappointed that the Biden administration has not come forward with a tech agenda that says, here's what they would push. Once we get a bill out of committee, we're still going to have to work through getting the details right on this is really important. And as somebody who, who put out a extensive white paper with literally 27 different ideas about three years ago, some of those ideas I think are still great. Some of them probably need some changing. We're going to need some discussion back and forth. But it really has been pretty irresponsible that Congress hasn't acted. And as you said, this is not something that's partisan. Virtually all the legislation that I've talked about, and I've got five or six bills, are all bipartisan. I think there's just been a reluctance from the leadership in both parties to actually have this move because, frankly, these big companies have a huge amount of influence. And after we've seen the testimony of that Facebook whistleblower kind of laying out in detail 
the manipulation that takes place of so many folks who are on Facebook, particularly young girls, and the effect it's having on their lives, and whether that's leading towards anorexia, whether it's leading towards other paths where literally their health is being affected, we got to get off the dime. And I'm happy to work with any member of Congress, Republican, Democrat, conservative, liberal, to get this right. We owe it to our kids. We owe it, frankly, to the future. And one last comment I just want to make on this is, you know, we kind of allowed social media to move forward for a decade plus because without any, without any guardrails. Uh, it was new. We didn't know the full ramifications. Now we're kind of chasing the technology. It's so much further ahead of where the regulations are. There's a lot of good things that have come from social media, but there's a dark underbelly. And Warner has a warning about more complex technology now under development. If we think that the changes brought about by social media are significant, they are tiny compared to the changes that are going to be brought about by artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence, AI, has an ability to change everything in our life. That area is rushing ahead at, frankly, probably 10 times the speed of the development of social media. We ought to be putting in place at least some ethical and I think at the end of the day, some level of regulatory standards around artificial intelligence. Or if you think the problems we've seen on social media are great, when we suddenly have computers reaching their own conclusions based upon analysis of big data that leads to artificial intelligence and making decisions about our lives that we as human beings may not have much input into, that's a pretty scary future. And while there are benefits of AI, we ought to be spending a lot more time thinking about some of the the guardrails. On a different issue, many are concerned about the future of Congress and the widening divide between Democrats and Republicans. The recent death of former Senator Bob Dole has sparked a lot of discussions here in Washington about the lack of bipartisanship today. President Joe Biden served with Dole on the other side of the aisle in the Senate for 25 years. And despite their political differences, the president spoke highly of the longtime Republican during a ceremony for him at the Capitol. Bob Dole loved this Capitol. He also pointed to the Republican lawmaker's sharp wit, noting their time together in the Senate. They once asked him why in God's name did he vote to continue to fund Amtrak. He said because if he didn't, Biden would stay overnight and cause more trouble. Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer says Dole leaves a long and important legacy. Today, tens of millions of Americans, veterans, the elderly, the disabled, and millions of kids across the country are better off because of Bob Dole. Dole, after lying in state at the Capitol, was honored by Washington's most politically powerful during a funeral at Washington National Cathedral. Recent days were filled with praise for his service in World War II, 36 years in Congress, and his efforts to get elected president. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell noted that Dole was someone who never forgot where he came from, a modest home in Kansas. And Dole's daughter, Robin, alluded to that when she spoke at his funeral about a remembrance letter he wrote before he died. I also confess that I'm a bit curious to learn if I am correct in thinking that heaven will look a lot like Kansas. And to see, like others who have gone before me, if I will still be able to vote in Chicago. I'm WTOP's Mitchell Miller, and this is The Week on the Hill. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher 
And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 smart bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 special edition smart bed plus special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com/podcast1. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.